Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. Hello. Hello. Um, I've never, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not a troll. I know. I understand the uh, concerns. Sorry, I haven't nervous a lot. Thousands of people. Um, uh, that's but... okay. Um, generally, people who describe themselves as neoconservatives don't have um, trans NATO Discord. Oh yeah, icons. The, the neo, the neocon, the neocon. That word in particular was. I admit that was clickbait because uh -huh. um, I'm more. I consider myself more of a liberal. <laughs> I'm a I neocon, see. but not a conservative. I guess I could say. Well, um, I I think neocon is or being a conservative is kind of part of the uh, the moniker there, but we'll we'll work with what we have. Um, uh, name and pronouns? Name that you'd like to go by at um, least. I go by Lauren. Uh, she her. Um. Anyway, I know there's I guess there's a much bigger war um, going on right now that um, that uh, has been getting a lot of attention, but I there was. Some, there was a topic that's not very much debated much these days. Um, okay, I guess my... Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. I guess my main my main ideological position is that America should be the world police. I think that a lot of people... Um, I think that's actually a good thing. But um, what in particular I'd like to... I'd like to debate with you is the Iraq war. Uh-huh. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway, my position relies on... So there's there's three main arguments. There's the legal argument, so that it was justified under international law. And then there is the, um, the moral argument, in that we saved hundreds of thousands of lives. And then there is the strategic argument, which is not going into a 1970s oil crisis every time Saddam decided to invade a new country. Okay. Um, anyway, I guess I'll go one by one by these. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's address them one by one ourselves. Um, in yeah. the um, with regards to the legality, as I understand it, the um, the Iraq War was unambiguously not legal. Though I'm not that familiar with the specifics on this. Um, I know, for example, that the um, uh, the American government had to lie extensively to the United Nations in an effort to justify it, which suggests to me illegality. Uh, if it wasn't, if it wasn't illegal, it seems like they could have just been forthcoming about it. Um, but yeah, um. yeah. The thing is, um, there was so the part about nuclear weapons, about Saddam possessing nuclear weapons. A lot of this was largely, um, largely. It wasn't a lie, but it did end up to be a lot of faulty evidence. So the thing is, most of this originates from one fabricated documents somewhere somewhere made um fabricating a purchase from saddam to Na the nation of niger and africa of thousands of tons of uranium and it didn't end up until after the war this was found by italian intelligence services and then passed on to the cia and mi6 and it ended up after the war to not be not be um, but even that's not sufficient. Um, yeah, there was a 
like um, George Bush specifically instructed Colin Powell to lie um, to the United Nations. That's unambiguous. They, it, it, it was it was said that was said to have been done. Um, and additionally, the question isn't about the possession of uranium, which is relatively easy to do, you know. Um, the question is about the enrichment facilities that would be necessary to produce a nuclear warhead, um, which are incredibly high-tech. Um, and there was no reason to believe any part of Iraq was capable of hosting that kind of equipment, that they had the money or the talent, the equipment, anything that they needed, you know. I do think the I do think it is definitely possible for a rogue dictatorship, a not very rich one, to um, obtain nuclear weapons. I do think we we saw that in two thousand six with North Korea testing their first nuclear weapon, and now we have a we a know rogue we state. do know they have that capability. Yeah, I think the main the main there were a lot of scant evidence. The main thing was okay, Iraq. Iraq possessing WMDs was unambiguously true. The question is whether they possessed nukes, which ended up, or that they were directly, immediately about to develop nukes, which was in, which was definitely not, didn't end up being the case. What WMDs uh, are you referring to that they possessed? Uh, mustard gas, sarin gas, VX. Well, they were, they definitely possessed mustard gas. And you could make Saddam's mustard gas. Yeah, definitely, but not every country possesses large stockpiles of these. That's not sufficient for an. That's not sufficient for an invasion. These are just chemical weapons. Yeah, their use is illegal, sure, but like having like, yeah, like like anyone can make yeah, this. Yeah, they were being. Civilians they were being that would go. That would also. I guess that would lead into my. This would lead into my moral argument, but they were also were definitely using them at the time. Um. Even if they were, like, and, chemical weapons aren't WMDs. WMD was, they were pretty specifically they referring are, to nuclear weapons. Yeah. No, WMD refers to chemical, biological, and um, nuclear, but they were, I also get into biological. Um, one second. Sorry. Of course. Um... There was a facility in Iraq that was disguised as a medical, as like a civilian medical research facility. And we have found that this facility was researching anthrax and also cowpox, uh, genetically engineering cowpox to be similar to the extinct smallpox virus. But we, we do this. We have um, uh, gain-of-function research laboratories in our borders and all around the world. We've been talking about this because of coronavirus. Like, the, yes, we, the, like the, the issue is, like, ultimately, they did lie. The lie was the idea of Sanam gaining access to nuclear weapons, which they had to lie about and really didn't have any evidence for. Like, we know they have chemical weapons. They used them back in the 80s. Um, but, like, every country can do that. I could amass a stockpile of mustard gas if I really wanted to. Not that I ever would. Um, and the gain-of-function <laughs> research is pretty common just worldwide i just don't think here's the thing i do think there is a difference between the united states universities in the united states developing gain of function for health purposes and iraq a rogue state that had invaded two countries in the past 10 years that had already used chemical weapons that was 
basically it's basically like a criminal barricaded in its house um we invade countries on an international scale so i really don't see how iraq was i don't see how you can argue that iraq was doing gain of function research on smallpox virus for civilian or peaceful purposes for the purposes of health well your argument is that they um, that it was found that they like were that they did possess wmds which like um mustard gas just does not meet the definition of and it, they absolutely deliberately lied um when presenting this evidence to the united nations the deliberate lie part so the deliberate lie there's a difference between faulty intelligence and a deliberate lie no colin powell um, was instructed to lie I, I'm, I'm not adding my own narrative spin when i say deliberate lie colin powell has since referred for decades said that he was told to lie to the united nations and that he lied yeah the problem with this is there seems to be colin powell saying this but there isn't really much um Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look at the source at the same time. Um, I mean, I think I think that getting Colin Powell to lie to the United Nation would constitute a, an attempt to, to circumvent the legal processes for justifying a war. So I'm I'm looking at the source. I guess you were. Wait, what source are you looking at? I'm uh, I guess I'm looking at the first, <laughs> not exactly a source, but I was looking at the intercepts. This article. So this is that... this is a Vox. Um, this is a Vox article that talks about some of the proven lies in pretty simple language. So in October 2002, Bush said that Hussein had a massive stockpile of biological weapons. But as the CIA noted in early 2004, they had informed policymakers it had no specific info on the types or quantities of weapons, agent, or stockpiles at Baghdad's disposal. It was just made up. Uh, in 2002, December, Bush declared they do not know whether or not Iraq has a nuclear weapon, uh, which is not what the National Intelligence Estimate said, as Tenet would later testify. We said Saddam did not have a nuclear weapon and probably would not, would not have been able to make one until 2007 to 2009. Bush did know whether or not Iraq had a nuclear weapon and lied and said he didn't know to hype up the threat. Um, Condoleezza Rice in September said that aluminum tubes purchased by Iraq were only really suited for nuclear weapons programs, which was contradicted by nuclear experts at the Energy Department. Dick Cheney cited a report that 9-11 conspirator Mohammed Atta had met in Prague with an Iraqi intelligence officer. He said this after the CIA and FBI concluded this meeting never took place. Um, uh, uh, relation to Iraq and Al-Qaeda. Um, little evidence of links between the two groups. Uh, Dick Cheney declares there's no doubt Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction, but as Korn notes, at the time there was no confirmed intel at this point establishing Saddam had revived a major WMD operation. Like, yeah, they, they lied. They lied all the time, constantly about this. They've lied like at every level about this, basically. Wait, the CM's CIA uh, WMD report... Wait. In 2002, right? Okay. And then we have Colin Powell's lies, which he admitted that he were lies. He has said these were lies he was instructed to tell. 
Um, at a UN Security Council meeting in 2003, Powell stated there was evidence the then Iraqi dictator Hussein was in possession of these mobile sites with the capacity of launching missiles to distant targets. The Bush administration left the chore of convincing the world that Hussein had such dangerous capabilities to the believable Powell, and he provided a convincing argument to their existence. Ultimately, these so-called mobile sites turned out to be harmless trucks. Subsequently, this was deemed to be an intelligence failure of the highest kind. Um, well, Iraq definitely... We definitely know they possess ballistic missiles. They literally launched them as Israel during the Gulf War. You can't invade Saudi a country Re because they have ballistic missiles. But they yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely not a justification on its own. That's why there's a massive uh, list of different justification of various reasons. Um, yeah, you definitely have to make sure that you're not doing something that causes way more harm than. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I. Same reason why I wouldn't advocate invading Russia, because right now. Um, so the problem is... Um, wait. Iraq was also... Um, I'm sorry. So the nuclear weapons, the problem with the nuclear weapons... Um, problem with the nuclear weapons program like that being a lie or whatever, is it definitely, it did end up to be faulty intelligence, but there definitely was um, quite a bit of, there, quite, there was quite a bit of evidence pointing that way, or not quite a bit, there was some evidence pointing that way. If there was, they um, wouldn't have needed to lie about it. And, and at the end of the yeah. day, like in terms of justifying a war, going like, okay, well, some of these things that were wrong weren't lies, they were just incompetent, is a pretty poor justification. Um, if we're talking about, like, your your initial claim was a moral one. I suggest we leave aside the legal arguments and just talk about why you think it's good for us to have invaded. Okay, so... Basically... It's basically, um... Sorry, one second. So basically, um... Despite the commonly refuted claim that... Or the commonly repeated claim that the Iraq war killed over a million people which is literally just excess deaths that is that is not def that is definitely not the death count for the Iraq war isn't that um, the best way of finding out how many people we killed through excess deaths no that counts that can have a various amount of factors and it definitely is does not come in contact with what the um, Iraq body count product found which is that um their count tallied up to 119,905 which is likely probably attributed to what 100,000 100, the Iraqi body count attributed to what like body count directly from our bullets to our bullets and the insurgents bullets and what about those who starved um, to death from our sanctions um Albright the woman who died recently is credited that's a funny word to use, but credited for um, promoting the sanctions which led to the death of like half a million Iraqis, is she not? So I don't think that... Um... Like that was before, but I'm just saying like, like that leads to a lot of deaths. Economic deprivation as a product of wartime going to kill a lot of people. Well, there's two problems with that. First of all, the United States did not cut off completely um, food. They did have an oil for food program. Um, which was 
it was basically allowing Iraq, despite the sanctions, to sell oil on the world market and get food and medicine and um, essential items is in this, return. Is so, this like a moral argument? No, I, I'm talking about your specific problem with not even the Iraq war, the the sanctions on Iraq. Um, it's, it's, not, the Iraq war? it's not the sanctions, it's the um, economic deprivation. When you invade and occupy a country, you break down existing civic structure, you disrupt supply lines, uh, you kill members of families that were breadwinners and deny their family members the ability to get the resources they were provided beforehand. You fuck over, like, yes. everything. So yeah, I definitely think there was a lot of that could have been avoided by a different occupation strategy. Basically, what we did was we said that anybody who was ever a member of the Ba'ath party before the invasion was... Um, would be banned from bureaucratic jobs, from political offices, from basically any jobs. And being a member of the Ba'ath Party was like having a high school diploma in the United States. So it was basically everybody. So this this basically devastated the uh, country's rebuilding. So I definitely would disagree with that. Um, but, but why should we have invaded? It's, it seems like so far, like, like, so far it seems like you're in agreement with me that, like, everything that happened as a product of this was bad. So, if we put, so I guess this is just counting months, so this is not carrying into effect how much it could increase or decrease by month, but Iraq's, um, estimates put his, the amount of civilians killed and his genocides and repressions and extradition killings at 2,000 to 3,500 civilians per month. So, if he had okay. been in power for just 12 more years, that would have killed 300,000 to 500,000 more civilians. And then that's not even taking into account, like... I, d I don't want to go into pondering alternate history behind... beyond speculation, but, I mean, we saw what happened in other, like, Arab dictatorships during the um, Arab Spring, so... Right? I'm not sure what the relevance of this is, though. Um, like, America has a lower life expectancy than some European countries. Do they think if they invaded us and, like, changed our political policies, it would be justifiable? Because, hypothetically, it might eventually lead to more people being saved because we would have, like, healthcare? It, it seems like this I'm is just bad logic to run down because it requires an understanding of alternate histories in order to make your argument properly. You have no idea what how things would have turned out had you invaded or, or, or had you not invaded. Um, but generally, it seems like, and uh, intel which was provided by our intelligence agencies prior to the invasion. Hold on, I'm getting noise from your end. Oh, my bad. That's my computer fan. Wait. Um, what kind of noise is it? It sounded like a computer fan. Um, oh, yeah. Let me just switch that way. Anyway, the, the issue is that, like, ultimately, our intel agencies warned the Bush administration that an invasion would destabilize the country and not lead to much good, and that's pretty much exactly what happened. Like, that's pretty much exactly the outcome that we got. Um, we've really never had a success story like this, um, where we just, like, invade and just fucking destroy a country and just build it back. I definitely back. think we did in 1945, for sure, in two different countries. Yeah, but I think those um, are fundamentally different. They had an existing government really, to work with. I really don't think so. Iraq... Wait, 
Wait, what did you say they had an existing government to work with? Well, there are a couple of things. So, first of all, with regards to Germany and Japan, there was an actual effort at, like, post-war reconstruction. Second of all, our invasion of them was just. We didn't invade Germany and Japan because we wanted to change Germany and Japan. We invaded them as part of a defensive war because they invaded us first. We didn't just decide to replace their governments for regime change, you know, shits and giggles. We, we like, us invading their countries was the inevitable end goal. Uh, it, it had to happen because we had to stop them. They were fighting us. So right off the bat, us invading those countries was a given. It wasn't a risk we were taking with the hope of a better outcome. Even if Japan and Germany had remained destabilized afterwards, it still would have been justified to invade them. The fact that we were able to build them back up afterwards was a pleasant surprise. But we actually invested in those post-war recoveries, you know? With Japan and Germany, it wasn't just us, like, posting a couple thousand troops in the middle of the desert with no understanding whatsoever of the local government, uh, no, um, you know, no, uh, uh, like, translators or not enough translators, a chauvinist attitude towards the people there or whatever. Like, in terms of Germany and Japan, at least for parts of Japan, most of Germany, these countries were economically on par with us. Um, and culturally, you know, obviously there were differences, especially between us and Japan, but there were some commonalities we could take advantage of. This was just not the case with Iraq, especially after we destroyed their whole government, you know? Like, there just wasn't really a framework. There wasn't, like, a functional Iraqi government that we could defer to as, like, a a, 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 a base of operations for, for positive change in the region. We had no idea what we were doing, and that's what we were told beforehand. Our intel agencies said, like, we will not succeed here. We will only make things worse. Um, so, to your first claim about, okay, well, Japan did, like, Pearl Harbor, so it was a defensive war. Couldn't you say the same about Iraq's unjustified, completely, completely unjustified, like, invasions of Iran and then Kuwait and then missile attacks and violations of international law like no not even remotely J Japan and Germany posed existential threats to the world um, Saddam Hussein absolutely did not despite the lies from the Bush administration you don't think that smallpox possessed a we possess smallpox threat. and also this was only discovered after the fact you can't post hoc justify an invasion um, because, like, you found a lab with smallpox in it. So, again, I still think there is a difference between fucking some university in the United States... It's not illegal to research smallpox. It, like, like, what you're describing right now is basically, like, we could invade any country on Earth if we were to engage in this level of, of, of paranoia, you know? So you wouldn't say there's any difference between... So I think Iraq, like Iraq at the time of 2003, after what it had done, they were basically on the same legitimacy and sanity as as a fucking like insurgent group. They were... They weren't a rational state like every single other one that was existing within our international norms, they were, they were flagrantly, like... I, I don't, like, it, it just, like, I don't, not really. Like, it was, a, it was a bad country, don't get me wrong, but, like, what? They, they invaded a neighbor? Like, okay. 
Yes, twice. Okay. Um, they invaded neighbors completely. Um, okay. <laughs> and also use, again, the chemical weapons against... Okay. Um, ongoing genocide. Okay. It's it's just like again like if these if these are the justifications that we're going to an engagement for like invading and conquering and occupying other countries like we can do like whatever we want. There are so many countries in Africa that we could do this to. Should we invade like uh um um like Burma? No, it's not called Burma anymore. Fuck. Um. Uh. Oh God, I'm forgetting the actual name. Myanmar. Myanmar, yeah. thank you. Like, like, yeah, should we yeah, like uh, uh like like Liberia, um Myanmar, um uh, uh if you want we could invade let's just invade like North Korea, I guess. Like we can invade um fuck like South Sudan. We can invade like there are so many countries we can invade if we do this. The problem well, is like this leads to bad outcomes. Like we didn't make Iraq any more stable. So we, here, here's bad. the thing. In those in a lot of well, not most of the countries. I guess the only countries I could make this argument for would be like Sudan before the revolution during the Darfur genocide or Rwanda, for example. We could have done much more limited things than a full invasion and nation building, which we only deny Iraq because every other option we had been trying and trying and trying had failed with them. We tried... Invading we tried them. stopping their invasion, first of all. We tried enforcing a new fly zone. We tried sanctions. We tried every possible. We tried launching cruise missiles at their nuclear sites. They, it well, didn't work. And I think yeah, other it's cases, almost like this approach doesn't work. Like you're you're making my argument. Like we tried all of our imperialism and it didn't fix Iraq. So our only solution yeah. was to do double imperialism. Which I don't think, for example, we should have invaded. Rwanda in 1990 in the 90s during the Rwandan genocide, but I do think we should have definitely launched a few Christmas at like communication systems, for example, to prevent instructions for genocides. Yeah, definitely limited or the no-fly zone over Libya. That was not a full invasion, but we can definitely try these things before the um, before actually. Why don't we try fully invading? Why don't we try other ways of fixing the problems in these countries? Like, what, for example, diplomacy is what you're saying? Like, what about economic reinvestment and diplomacy? Oh, yeah, definitely economic reinvestment in countries that are poor, but still not basically terrorist groups that call themselves nations. We're a terrorist um, group that calls ourselves a nation state. I don't care. Like, the issue, the problem is, like, Iraq, like the whole the whole Middle East situation is, is, is fucked in large part because the, the 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 avenues for economic and political attainment aren't present there the way they are here you know a lot of the money in the middle east is just only coming out of oil and oil because it's very easy to get very wealthy off of by relying on extraction from western companies and getting a cut of the proceeds is a very hierarchically reinforcing system of economic exploitation that's why saudi arabia has so many ultra wealthy people uh it's you know it, it's just the problem ultimately is that the middle east has been completely fucked and then left behind like it needs to rebuild but it can't rebuild if we keep going in there and bombing the shit out of it every single time we're given pretext to i'm fine with providing defensive aid to countries next to iraq like, if we wanted to give weapons to Kuwait, 
fucking awesome, okay? If we wanted to build military bases in Kuwait to make them our ally, like, it, well, they were, but, like, to defeat, like, any invasion force or whatever, God bless them, okay? But there's a huge difference between disincentivizing invasion on the part of Iraq and, like, invading them and occupying. I just don't think we're going to get good outcomes here. So, yeah, I definitely would agree with investing in countries, definitely improving their, um, or not investing, or not just throwing money at them. Of course, you have to make sure it's not going into corruption, but, um... Well, well at least a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, definitely you could use... We do need to fix a lot of the problems we've created, or at least, um, the British and French, who I disavow, um, uh... Just the border mess, of course. That that was definitely a problem. Um, yeah, I probably would have agreed with more a different situation for Iraq post invasion with um, different ethnic groups having more um, more autonomy. But um, definitely, definitely we could invest. But this was a completely different situation. I mean, of course, I think you. I've heard you say that. You supported Operation Inherent Resolve against ISIS? Sure. So... But that's not the same as us invading we, a country. That's us trying to defeat an insurgent group in an area that we already have occupation forces in. No, we... We... So we did create... So your position that we created um, all these problems, why shouldn't we have tried diplomacy and providing aid to ISIS to rebuild their infrastructure and their civil society before isis doesn't have a civil society they're exclusively a far-right militant group like when we invaded iraq it's not like we only took out like the crazies at the top or whatever the consequences were felt by the entirety of iraq if we destabilized the systems that allowed for the existence of the whole country you could kill every single person who's a part of isis without meaningfully destabilizing their region um, you'd create a power vacuum, I guess, which is a form of destabilization, but it's not as though there are, like, millions of regular citizens that, like, rely on the ISIS government for, like, life and, and, and well-being, you know? And I if there are, they're probably... And if there are people who are reliant on ISIS in that capacity, they're probably better off under <laughs> under a complete anarchic lack of control. Um, you know? Because what with it being ISIS and all? So they're definitely, I think before the invasion, Iraq was definitely much more dysfunctional than you're trying to put forth. It wasn't a, we didn't just invade a functional, this nation was already devolving into civil war. It was basically in, if they the were, then let them have a civil starving. war. Do you think, do you think a civil war would have killed, would have resulted in less destabilization and death? Yeah, it's, it's their business. We, we don't, we're outsiders. We don't understand their situation. We're foreigners. We don't speak their language. We don't, ha we generally don't share their religion. We don't have the ability to impose stability. I would, I would rather, um, if, if a civil war broke out and one side of that civil war in Iraq was unambiguously better than the other, I don't mean that both of them are evil and one of them is more okay with American business interests. I mean, if one of them is distinctly better than the other, then I would be okay with providing aid to that side of a civil war. I think that's an acceptable use of our geopolitical power. But ultimately, we cannot be the victors. We can't be the ones who win out. We can't be the ones who are, you know, uh, declaring victory 
at, at the end of all of this because it just doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't work in our favor, um, and it certainly doesn't work in their favor. They'll only ever see us as occupiers. Um, I would rather wait for, and that's what we're doing with uh, Ukraine right now as well. Um, you know, Ukraine is different. They're a European country. They have much more in common culturally with us than the people of Iraq. Technologically, they're more on par with us. There are differences there, sure. Um, but fundamentally, I think it's very important that America doesn't just march into Ukraine and, like, occupy all of it and then beat back Russia itself, even without the nuclear question, just because this is ultimately, like, Ukraine's struggle against Russia. We should help them as much as we can, but I think that's different, you know? So I think, um, I don't really know. I'm trying to think of how, like, I do think the Ukraine situation was definitely different. Um, so wait, are you, are you, are you trying to, it's basically your position is you're trying to say like America's invasion of Iraq was similar to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I don't think they were the same. No. I think both of them are very bad. It's pretty it's pretty obvious like that our invasion of Iraq had nothing to do with any kind of humanitarian effort. America doesn't give a fuck whether or not other countries are autocracies. Saudi Arabia is far more of one than Iraq was and maintains that to this day and we support them in spite of the genocides they enable and commit directly. It wasn't for oil um, because we didn't really get oil out of the invasion. It's just not easy to set up, like, oil wells and refineries. Like, I understand protecting the wells in Kuwait and all that, but, like, it's not like facilitating this multi-trillion dollar invasion on the other side of the planet is, like, bringing us back more money, more oil or whatever. That's just not the case. Um, it, it wasn't for making things better. If it wasn't for oil, like... Well, thank God you're not one of those people. No, it, it's just, it, it, like, this is, it, it's, it, it was, it was just senseless. And we didn't make things better, you know? My position is that we should support good policies and good politics in other countries around the world. And when things are desperate, when there's a civil war or a, a regular war or something like that, I think it's acceptable for us to use our power to defend our allies and to provide aid and arms to good forces. Historically, America has misused this power many times, but in principle, I think it could be done well, but I don't support full-on invasions, especially not reconstruction efforts if we can help it, because they just don't work. They just, it's its just not, it's just not something we're able to do or really willing to commit to, I don't think. Is there any situation, any hypothetical, I know, idealism, where we, where you would where you would um where you would say an invasion might be justified uh yeah defensively um if if there's a threat they pose to us which is what by the way Colin Powell was lying about between the lies about them uh having nuclear weapons maybe and the lies about them having long range missile uh platforms the idea was that Iraq posed a threat to like the western allies that they could launch nukes at us which of course was completely fabricated but um if they were doing if they were building that and like threatening like hey yeah we're gonna use it we're gonna nuke london and they weren't being receptive to democracy or if they 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 built some kind of um bathist uh giga fleet capable of wiping out the united states i mean sure fine like in fantasy world but only only defensively 
So I think, um, so you don't think there's any situation where humanitarian invention, intervention on the level of a, of an invasion would be justified? I guess we can go back to the... I think you can what justify it more if it's a full, like, Yuan intervention. Uh, sorry, not Yuan. UN intervention. Um, but even then, like, it, it like the circumstances have to be incredibly dire. Like, a full-on invasion seems, like, remarkably... Like, even what the NATO did in Yugoslavia was considered a relatively light touch by a lot of people at the time. Um... And it's considered to have had generally positive results, but that was just like one bombing campaign, a death run, a death toll, I think below 1000. Like, I just don't think any benefit can come from just full occupations of a country, breaking down their government fully, rebuilding one in our image. It's just, no. So I guess your, your foreign policy would be less on the level of like, George Bush and more on the level of Obama and Clinton. So like no fly zones, for example. I don't want no fly zones. I mean, depends on what the country so, has done. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, um, such as like Kosovo and Libya were much more clear in cut, uh, cases, but you agree, you agree with those interventions, right? With um, with what and what? Uh, Libya, the Libya, Libya in twenty eleven and Kosovo in nineteen ninety nine. I don't know much about Kosovo. I strongly disagree with what happened in uh in Libya. So, I'd like to go down Libya, um, if that's all right. So, so what what would be your problem? With what happened with the Libyan invasion. Do, do any of these lead to good outcomes? How's Libya doing right now? Like, it, it's it's bad. These don't work. Well, Libya's, Libya's current dysfunction, I mean, well, they've come up with a Putin new peace agreement, but, like, over the past few years has been... I think that was because of the civil war, not because of the NATO intervention, however. Um, like what, did, what, did our, think, what did the Libyan intervention accomplish? I think it stopped Gaddafi. Well, first of all, you said you support UN interventions. This was literally voted for by the UN. Well, this um, was a, this was a NATO and, operation, was it not? Is that what we're? Yeah, it was to? carried out by NATO because, of course, but like it was authorized by the UN. But and it, after the Arab League begged us to fucking do something, um, the problem was. Um, so I, Libya was already undergoing a brutal civil war. Somebody's saying the civil war is kind of an intervention. No, the and the Libyan civil war was because of the Arab Spring and Gaddafi's ridiculous policies and brutal rule being finally overthrown. But like, the thing is, he ended up he ended up using his air force to bomb like civilian civilian areas, and so basically, this was starting to kill thousands and thousands of people and so they um so what nato did was they enforced a no-fly zone over libya and basically prevented these jets from taking off and carrying out like carpet bombing on civilians that seems like a reasonably good thing to do yeah definitely so i guess we agree on the so we agree on the libya intervention 
not necessarily. Um, maybe I need to go and read over this more. I think I might have been confusing this with another thing. I've read some pretty negative stuff about the Libyan intervention, but I haven't had an argument with a tanky over it, so it might be that I have an argument with a tanky and I have to like look over it again, and it turns out they're lying about some shit. I guess I guess the the issue that I have is that it seems like these interventions never actually lead to like long-term positive outcomes. We can usually point to like short-term maybe benefits, certainly not with the Iraq war, you know, but like sometimes we can look at these, but it seems like the effort necessary to meaningfully rebuild a country is never something that these intervening powers actually have the stomach for, you know? If you want to fix the problems in Libya, like killing leaders and doing no-fly zones aren't going to do anything meaningful, and you're really only stopping a tiny fraction of the death that'll be caused by the deprivation of the region. It doesn't make it bad, necessarily. It's just, it seems like so often these interventions are just like extensions of Western geopolitical hegemony in the most meaningless and virtue signaling way at best. And at their worst, they just make everything worse in the region, you know? Is there not something better that could have been done in this particular situation? I'm not asking rhetorically. Oh, yeah, I'll look into it more oh. uh, uh, to see how I feel. In, in Libya, we definitely could have took more from the Kosovo model, which is basically where instead of just enforcing a you know, fly zone on its own, we also basically had forced both parties to come to the negotiating table and come to a ceasefire and then put in UN peacekeepers, basically. Um, that does sound like a reasonable thing to do. I would have to look more into it. Um, and in fact, strike strike my opposition to the Libyan uh, intervention for the record. Um, I, there are still some things that I half remember about it that I remember reading and thinking, uh, yeah, wow, I, that's I don't fucked up, but I need to... We're not... No, 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 I just, I would need to go over it again just to, just to make sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm just, this is the same reason why I did support us pulling out of Afghanistan, even though I knew it would lead to a lot of suffering. I think that the past century, mm, the past 80 years have made it pretty clear that our interventions and occupations are very bad at leading to meaningful rebuilding efforts. It's just not something we're good at. So yeah, I think I think definitely the United States has done some interventions that could definitely be um that have caused more harm than um good way more harm, for example. For example, the Vietnam War where we were fighting for a dictatorship and we weren't even you could even say we were fighting for democracy and we ended up losing well it ended up being pointless because now we won over vietnam anyway but um and the korean war i definitely think well. there's south korea was a dictatorship yeah i think uh with the korean war i guess with hindsight we now know that south korea is a developed democracy but i don't think we could say that um Perfect sense. So I couldn't really justify the Vietnam War. Yeah, that um, would have been like, that's like 50 years later, right? We supported uh, a ton of far-right yeah. dictators throughout the Cold War um, because as long as they were amenable to U.S. business interests and not communists, we were fine with them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Look, I'm I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not opposed to intervention on principle. 
Um, I, I think there are ways to do it responsibly. I think oftentimes leftists severely overhype the negative consequences of intervention. Like what I learned when reading into NATO's, like the Yugoslav situation, like looking into that, it's like, wow, lefties were like lying about this. Like this is actually, this is actually like fine. Like this is, this is like pretty morally defensible. Like it's not perfect, but you know, it's, 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 it's okay. Um, but, but, but the, the Iraq and Afghanistan, there's just so much dishonesty led into it and there was just absolutely no plan um for meaningful reconstruction and, and we were warned we wouldn't be able to get any reconstruction done so i don't know yeah afghanistan was definitely a case where there wasn't or of course with strategic there was a definitely a strategic um strategically in the end it ended up being not in our interest but I guess that was a situation where um, there was kind of the Bush administration is kind of forced by the situations to kind of take um, action, but um, which isn't the best. I um, I do have to go soon because there was another person who wanted to speak with me, and um, oh yeah, my bad. Also, I'm yeah. kind of locked into this part of the game until I watch a cutscene, which I want to do with the audio up and everything. Yeah. Um, Can I do one more thing? I'd also yeah. don't want to, um, I do want to import the difference. I think, I think conflating like Nixon or real politic with like neoconservative neocons or hawks, like humanitarian interventions is kind of, is kind of similar to like criticizing like Leninists for Stalin's gulags. For example, I think you have, those are different ideologies, different foreign policy. Well, I do also dislike um, Lenin to be fair. I am consistent there. Oh yeah. Um, All right. Well, definitely. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, it's just just keep in mind, by the way, like you can real politic all you want, um, but I think it's very clear if you take a look at our our behavior during the Cold War. Look, if America wants to protect its geopolitical interests by opposing Soviet expansion in like strategically important regions, I kind of expect the nation state to do that. But I think America demonstrated many times over the course of the conflict that they were completely uninterested in the well-being of the people they were fighting over. Um, so if, if I think an argument can be made that even when geopolitical like titans are fighting with each other, that doesn't mean you have to then sort of permit every immoral excess that they could possibly engage in, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. i definitely not a fan of the... Um... Operation Condor, that kind of thing. Anyway, thank you. Uh, or all um, the Agent Orange. Yeah, we, we did we did a couple of oopsies. No, thank you. I, I actually I actually enjoyed the combo. Yeah. People in chat were being too uncharitable to you to begin with. Alright, thank you. Be well. Bye.